Clayton. Clayton. With John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. The professor John Clayton, who joins us at this time every day. If you guys have questions for John, you can text him in. Again, a new text number, 421-3776 or 421-ESPN. Text your questions in. We'll get to some of those before we let him go for the day. Hi, John. Hey, how are we doing, guys? We're great. We're out here at T-Mobile Park. We're watching the Mariners out there on the field warming up. It's a nice sunny day out here. It feels feels like the perfect day for a win. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, right now things have been going so well. I'm just stunned that last night, you know, the Baltimore uh, Orioles were able to beat the Red Sox and all of a sudden even this thing up because I thought that, uh, you know, it would not get to the even point, but now it has, and now it's a matter for the Mariners to, you know, close things out and get to the playoffs for the first time since 2001. And tonight's game, John, is officially sold out. Wow. So we, we heard how much noise 17,000 made the other night. How do you think 47,000 will sound out here? Well, particularly with the excitement that's going to be there. You know, and you know, I, guess it, well, I guess the weird part is it may not be too loud for the first seven innings because, again, you know, this team doesn't do its best until the eighth and ninth or maybe even the seventh inning. So it's like it may be quiet for a while, but it's not going to be quiet toward the end of the game. <laughs> Did Dave's mic go out? Oh, All right, Dave's Dave's mic went out. The battery. We'll get that fixed. But John, oh, okay. uh, uh, just taking a look at some of the injury news out there. Tyler Lockett's been. He was practicing today, which is good news. Yeah. But he was limited. He's got a hip issue. It's not the knee or anything that we saw him get bent back, and everybody was worried about that. It's a hip issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete makes it sound like he might be ready to go. What? Do you, how concerning is that? We know DK had a foot issue going on during the week, but it, he's not received a designation so that seems to be good news yeah it looks okay for tyler because again you know how tough he is i mean he is able to play through injuries and you know pete had the uh, the important two-word answer feels good he feels good and so <laughs> the fact that he feels good gives you the indication that he's going to play and just like anything else i mean this is a big game and even if it's uh, you know they're, they're not going to risk extra injury you know because again that it's a long it's a marathon not a sprint but the sprint has to go right now so i think tyler lockett's going to be able to play you know they won't have brandon shell he remains out with the ankle injury you know they won't have Dwayne eskridge he's listed as doubtful so he's not going to go with the concussion but uh you know they, they but I think they may have a chance to get Cedric Abouye back as far as uh, coming off the injured list because he spent his three weeks there, and he may be eligible to come back tomorrow. So, And I know they designated him to possibly come back. So, uh, yeah, they may have to make the best of the situation. I mean, the 49ers have their injuries, too. You know, K1 Williams is not going to be able to go at cornerback because of a knee injury. They don't have Jason Verrett. And then, of course, uh, you know, now we get the official word on Josh Norman because they were kind of indicating that, oh, I think he's going to be able to play. Well, they have him as doubtful with that bloody lung. That's right, the bloody lung or bruised lung, I heard. but Bloody. It was bloody. What's what's the feeling you get, John? Last year, um, before they played San Francisco at home, I remember thinking, man, I I don't think they're going to be able to win this game. Mm -hmm. And they bounced back. And based on, you know, everything we've heard from, whether it's Ken Norton, Bobby Wagner, I feel like mostly, number one, it's it's on the defense. You know, I think that's where it really needs to to get fixed. But, um, yeah, as you get closer to this game, because, you know, as you mentioned, their defensive backs not only injured but not very good. 
they've they've had some struggles in their past defense as well. What kind of feeling do you get? I, I, I get a bad feeling because again, it's like okay, so what do they have? <clears throat> they got Emmanuel Mosley who's playing through a knee injury. Uh, they have uh, I think a third and a sixth round pick, and then you know they picked up two guys in the last week or so: Drake, Patrick, and Buster Scrines. Scrines just came in the other day. I don't know if they can help out, but you know, take a look at what's happened to them in the last couple weeks. I mean, for example. Well, at least in the Detroit game, you know, what ends up happening, they get a 38-10 to 10 lead, and then they get a whole bunch of guys hurt in the secondary, and the next thing you know, it's 41-33 with the Lions driving. Then last week, you know, they couldn't stop uh, Aaron Rodgers, particularly in that 37-second drive to win the game. They couldn't stop him. So, uh, you know, I think they've got major issues in the secondary. And then uh, to make matters worse, even if they have the lead in the uh, second half, can they hold on to it? Because, you know, they're down their top three running backs. Eliza Mitchell, he's questionable for the game. I think he has a shoulder injury. And they've been down as many as five running backs. Hey, John, is this a must-win, not in the way of, uh, you know, record or, you know, you're not going to be able to make it to the playoffs if you lose, but in the way of the, the vibe around this team, this just feels like a decidedly dark cloud around the team at this point based on the way they've lost the past two weeks and the manner in which the defense has played, and you've got the Rams coming up on a short week. This this has a must-win vibe to it for me. What do you think? Yeah, 100%, because, I mean, think about the reality. I mean, you're in the toughest division in football, and all of a sudden, I mean, you have the possibility of being you know three games behind either Arizona or the, or the Rams, two games behind the loser of that game, and two games behind the four 49ers. That's going to be hard to catch up. Now, again, you know, it's like they, they have the ability, they have the team, they can start running things off, and you know at some point Pete Carroll will get things right, but they got to get things right starting Sunday. Bob, you were reading, uh, is Penny is a scratch? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Stunning news. He's not going to play, John. What's, I know. Uh, what's, what's the feeling you get? Uh, I mean, the longer this goes, John, the more it seems like kind of a dire situation. Like, it's getting pretty critical for for Penny, I feel like. Well, How do I mean, you feel about? His I, I wouldn't say it, I don't think it's critical for Penny because again, it's like he's in the last year of his contract and he's not going to be resigned. So it's like, uh, I mean, you hope that uh, you know you you do well with the other running backs and you know they've been doing okay things there. But I mean, uh, you know, it's not not dire because I mean Penny's still going to be in the league. It's just going to be with a different team next year. Uh, I wonder if his just his career in general. I mean, you know, for him personally, it's just. It's just been so sketchy, and, mm-hmm. you know, once you, you know, and I, I always said this, like, about my career that, you know, I had injuries, and if they had been at the wrong time and I never really got going, you know, it might have been a totally different deal, and that's where I feel like he's headed. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you, you look and <clears throat> there's not every team has enough running backs, and so somebody's going to be able to do something with him. He may not be able to get much money, but, I mean, you go through his, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, even though, you know, he uh, is not on a team right now, I mean, he's now bounced. I mean, you've got Devontae Freeman who's bounced. I mean, again, it's like, uh, you know, injuries do happen, and uh, you have to deal with it. What, what do you think in that same vein here, L.J. Collier has been a healthy scratch two of three games, and this is a team, John, that desperately needs pass rush. What do you think? I mean, I don't know if he's going to be playing this week, not playing, but that that's such a bad look 
for a, a guy being healthy, first round pick, and they're they're looking at somebody like Brian Monet or anybody else going, nah, we we feel like he's he's better suited to help us win than this guy. Well, because I mean, basically he's lower in the pecking order, you know. Because again, you, you bring up Brian Monet, he's lower than Brian Monet, he's lower than Kerry Hyder. I mean, he's lower now than probably Robert Candici, and so it's like he will he'll, he'll he'll be inactive. It's just you know the unfortunate thing is you know other guys are getting the opportunities and he's not, and so because. It's like, because he's not very good. Is no, that, I mean, that's I mean, really what it comes down or the to. Other guy, all of these guys are better. Uh, yeah. Right yeah. now, yeah. So that's your first-round pick. Uh, but don't go into that first-round pick he's thing still, again. John, it, it, but it, I, I understand what you're saying about somebody being picked at the bottom of a first round. It's more like a second-rounder. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, my point is it represents a level of belief and commitment to a player. That's their first pick. This is the first chance we have to grab somebody to help this team moving forward, and we're, we're choosing him, L.J. Collier, and he's done nothing. No. I mean, he, he's done some things, but not not enough, and, you know, it's like that's just the reality of things. I mean, it's not like he's the first-round pick, the only one in the league, because, I mean, you, I mean, you, you look around and uh, first-round picks get traded. Uh, I don't know if there's trade value for him. If so, I mean, again, you probably get a fifth-round pick or something of that nature. Nothing, nothing great. But I mean, what ends up happening is that, uh, and again, I track this all the time. Is that uh, I mean, you get to the third year, and again, general managers work in three-year cycles. Okay, and so what happens once they get uh, they, they look ahead and they say, okay, so what? What can we do? Are we keeping this guy or are we not keeping this guy? Uh, who, who can come in to eventually replace somebody? Who are we going to concentrate on and giving contract extensions to? And then who can we let go? And that's why you start to get to this point in the year and you get the, the, these you know first-round picks that ended up getting traded. I get it. I mean, you go back uh, to that uh, draft with uh, Jermaine Effetti and – like about and again, a lot a lot of this has to do with the year they're drafted. Sometimes, you know, what goes into it, it's like, oh, he was a first round pick, but it wasn't a good first round. I mean it wasn't a good draft. And so that ends up happening too. And so what you're looking at is that uh, you know, you try to, you know, make the best you can out of the situation and uh, you know, but he's fallen behind. I mean Robert Candici was supposed to be uh, you know, a high pick and he was back in the two sixteen draft and now he's back, but it looks like he's starting to move ahead of L J Collier and certainly you like Kerry Hyder so far. So hey, it's just reality. John, three, in my mind, really good games coming up here. Um, we got the Cardinals at the Rams, 3-0 mm-hmm. and right. 3-0. What do you think? Rams. Who wins that game? Rams. You like Rams? Yeah. Okay, I agree. Um, another one, Ravens 2-1 and one at Broncos 3-0. and oh. I kind of like the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I mean this should this game should be sponsored by uh, you know one of the uh, you know one of the healthcare centers or something like that you know United Healthcare or something of that nature because again I mean you look at the injuries and it's just brutal on both sides I mean you look at for example the Broncos I mean they're down six starters since the beginning of the season you know, because they got five starters that uh, I mean there's two two wide receivers are out KJ Hamler is on injured reserve he blew out an ACL and they don't have Jerry Judy you know they don't have Bradley Chubb they don't have 
have Josie Jewell and they don't have Ronald Darby. And then they find out today that uh, you know they had to scratch Graham Gano, one of their guards, and they hope and they think they're going to have Dalton Risner. But if he doesn't play, he's questionable. That's seven starters. And then wow. you look at the Ravens. They're down their top three running backs. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, he's going to miss his third consecutive games. They had Tyree Phillips on injured reserve for the season. He's done. Uh, the first-round pick, Rashad Bateman, may be back this week, but he was on injured reserve for three weeks. And then they got injuries on defense. I mean, Derek Wolf's not going to be able to play. And they had, you know, Brandon Williams had COVID-19 last week, but he's going to be able to play this week. I mean, you know, this this one should be sponsored by some health health group. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other one, too, John, the third one for me is the Raiders at the Chargers. Yeah. I think the AFC West is very interesting right now because the Raiders go in there, get a win. They're going to be 4-0. The Chiefs are 1-2, and and they're at Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like they're a better team than Philly, but... There's a chance they come out of this thing one and three, and the Raiders at four and zero. Oh. I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go that far with the Chiefs. I mean, the Eagles aren't that good, and they've got uh, you know their offensive lines getting slowly wiped out. So uh, you know that should be good for the Chiefs' defense to start to climb back a little bit. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, other than Darius Slay, who's going to handle Patrick Mahomes and the receivers? So it's like uh, you know, Chiefs should be able to get to two and two. You saw San Francisco win there. I mean, so it's like that one's that's okay. But again. It's like, uh, no, I, I agree because, I mean, Derek Carr is serving for, what, 405 yards a game, and he's been phenomenal. Justin Herbert has been just great. And, uh, you know, can the Raiders sustain things? And right now the big thing for the Raiders, aside from the fact that Carr has 405 yards a game, is how well they're doing on defense. Well, don't sleep on Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, John. He, you know, uh, when, when he has a, a deuce, he flushes oh. it. Yeah, right. Did okay. you hear that quote, by the way? No, what the, what, I, I didn't get that quote. Was you that, haven't heard that? Was that from Dan Campbell? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jalen, Hurt, Jalen Hurts was in the middle of a very monotone, mundane response about, well, we. I truly believe we'll get it fixed. I just got to concentrate. Whatever. You know, just yeah, cliches. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just ended it with... You know, when you take a deuce, I don't look at it. I just flush it. That's mm-hmm. what you do. You flush it. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what? Where, just, where did that come from? I mean, the two, I mean, two, two, I mean, you talk about you know, <coughs> bad draft picks and that, and you go back to that 2019 draft, and I know I, uh, I commented and wrote about it immediately. The two stupidest moves was you know trading up by Green Bay to take Jordan Love and then to take Jalen Hurst in the second round when the uh, Eagles had no receivers and needed help on defense. And so it's like, uh, and you know, how, how good do they feel about Jalen Hurst I mean, I know Jay Glazer put an end to it uh, the other day, supposedly, and I, I do trust him on this one. But again, they were still talking to uh, Houston about Deshaun Watson. If you're mm. that high on Jalen Hurst, why are you, uh, you know, talking about three first-round picks in a trade to get uh, you know, Deshaun Watson? Hey, John, back to the Seahawks for a second. We, we heard Pete say at the you know, beginning of the week that everything's on the table mm-hmm. when it comes to addressing the problems on this team. Everything's on the table. So I guess you could take that for what it's worth. But do you expect to see anything different in the way of, uh, I don't know, maybe start? I, we know Ken Norton will be there, but do you think Trey Flowers will be benched? Do we see anything that's 
noticeably different with the defense going into this game, do you think? Well, I mean, the only thing, you know, obviously I, uh, we don't have access to practice in that, and I know Sidney Jones was working on the uh, DJ Reed side on the left side, but I wonder if they put uh, Jones on the uh, side, you know, where Flowers is, the right side, because, I mean, something has to change. I mean, it's got to be at least one or two sacrifices because it's not working right now, and if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you keep making the same mistakes. And so it's like, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I, I like uh, Trey Flowers, but again, it's not working. And so it's like, uh, that's why I think there's a chance that you know, either bless Austin, I mean, maybe it'll be bless Austin, uh, maybe it'll be Sidney Jones, but I think there's got to be some kind of change. I mean, the one thing that you know is obviously not going to be uh, needed in this game is the three tackle set, because again, I mean, they're down, the 49ers are down four running backs. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they, that that I think eliminates that chance, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, so, and then I, I think that they got to, you know, sharpen up the rotation of the uh, defensive ends because I just need to see more Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, you're right. We haven't really seen him. You know, and I'd say Jamal Adams too. He's yeah. kind of I don't want to say he's. He's not playing poorly or anything like that. It's just that, you know, it, he just hasn't shown up. And we were talking about it, you know, by this time last year, he had a he had a few sacks, and you know, he's making plays all over the place. And you know, maybe uh, this will be one of those games. I feel like it's going to be one of those games like San Francisco at home last year, where remember Bobby Wagner, you mm-hmm. know, after a not a great performance against Arizona, he comes out has four quarterback hits, two sacks, you know, he, he gets eleven tackles, and you know, I feel like we're going to see some. Uh, some of their stars flash on defense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jamal still made plays. It's just that, un- unfortunately, some of the coverage issues aren't syncing up with the cornerbacks and not syncing up you know, with the linebackers. And so that still seems to be a problem. But he still runs around and makes plays. You know, That's still there. It's just that you know, he's not the sack guy that he was last year, and nor should he be. I mean, you've got enough invested on the defensive line. They should be able to use that and get pressure on a quarterback. So it's like, uh, but uh, no, they've got to perform better. No question. Uh, this one from the 208 asking, Professor, what do you make of the Dorsett signing, and do you think we might sign Jamie Collins? I, 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 mean, I don't know if they will. I mean, the fact that they haven't done anything so far makes you wonder. But I, I think at, uh, at, this, at this point, it's like they got to look at Jamie Collins because I think that just as far as depth, because I get, if you get one more injury, I mean, look how thin they'll be at the linebacker position. So it's like uh, at, on outside linebacker. So I think they need to consider that. And uh, who was the other one? Uh, Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. I mean, well, squad. I mean, they, you know, they they needed another wide receiver because they didn't get uh, Josh Gordon, and so I mean, he comes onto the practice squad. So don't read much more into that. Again, he's available on the practice squad, and if he needs him, you can bring him up. Professor, what do we make of the Saints? Uh, they are two and one, hosting the zero and three New York Giants. Seems like they should be three and one. Yeah, they should be three game. and one. But again, I don't think they're that all that good. I mean, a big surprise to me is how well they've done on defense. Because remember, I mean, this is a team that's down ten starters from last year because of the cap, a suspension, trades. 
releases, you name it. And so they're down 10. And, of course, I mean, it's not like they're putting up great offensive numbers. I mean, sure, they have Alvin Kamara, but they have nothing at the wide receiver position. Uh, but, you know, they, they surprised two teams. I mean, they were able to get you know the victory uh, you know over Green Bay by 35 points because Green Bay seemed to be disinterested in the game. And then, you know, they got the... <laughs> Got the like, win. interested. I like that. Yeah, Why'd they, they lose? They huh? weren't interested. They weren't interested. <laughs> they, they had no interest in nah, winning. Yeah. Yeah. They, they packed it in. <laughs> it was of no interest to that nah, whole winning nah, thing. Nah, nah. Did you hear what he did there? He, they packed it in. Yeah, that's the good. Green Bay Packers. That's very clever. That's Get good, it. John. That's Thank good. you. Uh, so it looks like Gronk is doubtful for the big return to New England. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, I mean, the big thing is they still have, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the Seahawks now without Gerald Everett. I mean, you just have to have the next man up, and they still have, you know, real talented guy in Cameron Braid. But also, I mean, again, not that all the passes were going to go to Gronk anyways, because again, like Seattle, they have two top receivers, one of the best duos in football. And so that means, you know, more passes going to Chris Godwin, more passes going to Mike Evans. Were there ever any issues with, we always heard speculation about Brady and Belichick. Was there ever anything with, with Gronk and Belichick? Well, I mean, uh, and I, again, I'm going to have uh, Seth uh, Everett on uh, schooled with the professor next week. And so we'll get a, l- a lot more detail there. But one of the lines... You that mean was, Wickersham, right? Or Seth Wickersham. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. But Seth Wickersham will be joining us on the uh, schooled with the professor. But uh, the, the line that was used is that uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski didn't retire from football. He retired from Bill Belichick. Ooh. What does that say? Yeah. I, I think it says it all. Uh huh. I think it does say <laughs> it all. And, and again, that's why the uh, Seth Wickersham book is going to be so fascinating to be able to read because uh, I know it comes out on Wednesday, but it's so fascinating because, again, I mean, he even starts to rumble that uh, if they don't do well this year, that maybe the head coach is in trouble. And of course, you know, Dave Wyman, I uh, did send the uh, quote that uh, I'm not going to repeat that uh, it was made by you know uh, the owner Robert Kraft. What would you think of that quote? Uh, actually, I didn't send it, John. You called me and told me it uh, over the phone, and I'm like, John, what are you doing? Oh, wait, we're not on the air. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was quite something else. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, right. that that quote has made its way around. I've seen it everywhere yeah. that he called him a big pain in the backside, but yeah, he's there more you colorful go. language. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aren't you glad I didn't let you say it on the air, John? Well, you know I wasn't. There was uh, no way. You know, it's a little John, dicey. you're a loose cannon. Yeah, you're... <laughs> You're a little, uh, little dicey. Some, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're fine. John, the way you did it was perfect. Mm-hmm. John, you doing your show tomorrow? Yes, 8 to 11, taking your phone calls, full show. 8 nice. to 11 tomorrow, taking your yes. calls, and we will talk to you on Monday, John. Okay, sounds good. Have a great weekend. There you go. There's the professor. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at 710sports.com.